0: Hello and welcome back to the SQ Sports Podcast. Uh, This is Q. It's probably going to be a shorter podcast today. Um, Just really wanted to get a few thoughts out because I think it's been a pretty interesting week in the NBA. Um, I haven't done a podcast since the 5th, and I wanted to get one in between from then, and I'll probably do like a – either me or me and Shane will do a playoff preview uh, after the seeding is all finalized. Uh, and I guess if anything major happens in between now and then, then we'll probably do one for that. Uh, but I just want to get a few thoughts out about. Um, well, I guess the freshest topic is what happened to Yusuf Nurkic last night. Unfortunately, he suffered a compound, multiple compound fractures to his left tibia and fibula. He's going to be out for the season. He's probably going to be out for um, probably the beginning of next season because next season starts in seven months. I'd be surprised if he's all the way ready at that point Um, because, I mean, this is a similar injury to what like Hayward had last year. Honestly, it might be a little bit worse. Maybe not. I mean, we'll see how the recovery goes. Um, Really just a brutal injury, just completely snapped. You could hear the snap uh, when he fell, which is just kind of chilling a little bit. And then um, the referee like kind of tripped over his leg, which I don't think it was intentional, but, he still, I, I mean, he has to be a little more uh, a, little more aware. But, I mean, it's, a, it's a really just a brutal blow to the Blazers, uh, especially because last night they clinched the playoffs, which I know um, throughout the year I've been pretty down on them, even when they started winning. Obviously, I'm not going to troll them right now because that'd just be stupid and disrespectful. But right now, uh, CJ McCollum's still going to be out, I think, for this homestand and, obviously, Nurkut is out for the year. So, it looks like Zach Collins and Enos Kanter are going to need to step up, um, which is where the loss of Ed Davis really hurts because last year he was really good for them off the bench. But, I mean, Collins is pretty good. And Canner will – he's still just not good at all in defense. But at least on offense, he'll get you some buckets here and there. Um, we'll see how they can use him in the playoffs because his last year with the Thunder in 2017, he was kind of getting around off the floor. I guess it depends who they play. If they play a center, it doesn't really stretch out that far or a team that doesn't really run too much pick-and-roll, I think he'll be all right, but it's kind of rare to find uh, a team that does neither of those. Um, so, well, really, it's going to be a big test for Damian Lillard because um, he's really the – the. I mean, he was already getting so much tension from defenses. I mean, he's getting traps five feet behind the line, behind the th- uh, three-point line. But now, without Nurkic, without McCollum for at least the next probably week, it's going to be tough, but they did a clinch playoff. So, I mean, there's no scenario. There was no scenario anyway where they were going to choke. I mean, the Kings are pretty much done. The Lakers are already eliminated. Um, and the Kings would need to go on an insane streak. I don't think they're going to do that. Um, so, yeah, just a, a really rough blow. I wouldn't completely count them out. I guess, I mean, I don't know. Willard has disappointed the last few years, but maybe this is the year he just turns it around and completely goes just off the wall. And, I mean... If they play right now, I think they're the fifth seed. Um, obviously, I mean the the West changes every day. They're the fourth seed right now. They're slated to play the Jazz. I mean, I wouldn't put it completely past them that they could beat the Jazz. Because say they do play the Jazz, like they they're not going to have an issue with, um, with like stretchy bigs. Because I mean, Gobert doesn't shoot at all. Favors isn't a shooter. I don't even know who they're running as a backup five right now. Um, and I guess Crowder can shoot as a as like a stretch four, but I mean, I'm not worrying about Jay Crowder. As good as he used to be with Boston, he just, I mean, he's been okay. He was really bad with the Cavs, and now he's just, you know, he's just like a marginal NBA player. Um, but, well, they're actually two and a half games up on the 5 seed, so they should be pretty, I mean, they should be cemented into the four basically, and also they really fall off. Um, if they play LA, I think they'd still have a shot. If they played OKC or the Spurs, um, I wouldn't feel as confident in their, um, in their ability to win, even if they do have home court, especially the Spurs, just cause, I mean, you know, pop is going to find ways to exploit, I mean, their deficiency right now because they're just undermanned. Um, so yeah, it's tough blood of Blazers. Uh, we'll, I mean, they, I guess they still could get the three seed, too. They're only half a game on Houston. Although Houston's – I'm pretty confident they're going to keep the three seed just the way they're playing. Now that they're healthy, they're looking really good. So it's looking like the Blazers versus either Utah, LA, San Antonio, or OKC. And I think they still have a shot, but obviously it was just a big, big, big blow last night. Um, so, I mean, I might as well just talk about the whole, you know, the four through eight race, really the five through eight race in the West. Um. Utah this year, it's just been kind of weird. Like, they started off slow because they had a really hard schedule. And then they kind of picked it up, but they didn't pick it up the way they did last year when they went, like, I think they finished the year 27-5 and after Gobert got healthy. And then Mitchell started going off in the whole, you know, that whole debate thing last year. Um, But, I don't know, this year it's just, like, there's something different. Maybe they're they're just not clicking as much. Ingles hasn't shot as well from three. Exum's now out for the year. Um, which just sucks because he just can't stay healthy. And he's probably their best guard defender. Um, Burks is gone. corver has been pretty good. That was a good pickup, even though I kind of questioned it because I always thought their issue wasn't really sh- spot-up shooting. I thought it was more just having a guy who can get his own shot off whenever – I mean, they were just – Mitchell it was super inefficient at the beginning of the year. Obviously, he's picked it up a lot. He still hasn't been efficient overall, but he's been – a lot better the last three or four months, or I'd say ever since January, he's been really good. But at the beginning of the season, the issue is that they couldn't, they were just relying on him way too much to score. And I thought Burks, even if he, you know, he wasn't a good defender and he wasn't like a playmaker, he could at least get his own bucket, you know, a few times a game, which would be nice to give Mitchell a break. But clearly, Corver's been pretty good for them. So that hasn't been an issue. Um, Rubio hasn't been as good as he was last year, which I mean, bad timing for him because he's a free agent. And I doubt they bring him back at this point. I kind of, I'm curious what they're going to do in the draft and free agents. I'm pretty sure – I mean, they do have their pick. They were going to get Conley. I thought Conley would have been a great pickup, and maybe they didn't want to give up. I think it was like eggs and favors and a first or a second. I mean, I would have just done that because I think they could find – eventually find a power forward that fits more uh, than favors does with Gobert because that, that was always an issue with their fit, and then they, the second half of last year they started figuring it out because the beginning of the year it was the, the lineups with Rubio – Favors and Gobert were just terrible, and then the set, as soon as Gobert got back from the entry, it was just like they all clicked somehow. I guess Rubio was shooting really well from three; that probably helped, which was clearly a fluke. Um, he's not, you know, like a, an average three point shooter like he was last year. He's just a below average. I mean, he's improved. He was awful when he came into the NBA. Now he's just, you know, whatever as a shooter. Um. So Utah at five again. A uh, five through eight. They're all uh within a game, basically. So, right now, I mean, there's no point talking about the seeding. We all know what's going to happen. <clears throat> the Clippers, man, um, it's, it's, it's impressive what they're doing, honestly. They're 9-1 and in their last 10, 44-30 on the season. Um, even after trading away Harris, they've actually played really well. And I think it makes sense because, one, they got a lot back. For in multiple trades. They traded Avery Bradley for uh, J. Michael Green and Garrett Temple. They've contributed. Sham has contributed. Um, I'm trying to think of the... Oh, Zubac, that trade. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> that trade with the Lakers is just all-time bad. Even though it's a small move, it's just like, oh my God. Muscala and Beasley for Zubac? That makes no sense at all, considering they're both expiring. like It's just it's insane. And he's been giving them really good minutes. And he actually he got hurt. Uh, his hands were both of his hands got hurt, which is weird. Um, but I think he's playing now. But he's been really good as back of five. Their center rotation with Harold and um, Zubac now has just been like it's just been excellent. Harold's really good. And eventually, people are gonna start recognizing it. But he's no, he's really good. Um, and Shea gilgis Alexander's been really he's been playing really well. But the main guy is, I mean, Gawinari, I've talked about it before. He's just having an insane season. And that's why when they lost uh Harris, it was kind of like I mean, obviously Harris was probably their best player throughout the season. Maybe it was Gawanari. I mean, at worst, he was the second best player on the team. But him and Gawinari are kind of like just the same player. And so, I mean, when Gawinari is just given a bigger role, he's just really. I mean, he's just been. Insane. Um, he's just ridiculously efficient. Forty-three percent from 90 percent from the free throw line. It's just, and he gets to the line a lot. He gets to the line six times a game. I mean, it's just. I mean, sixty-three percent true shooting. Like, man. And he's been. I thought his defense. I I feel like his defense has been okay. I haven't think. I mean, it wasn't as bad as it used to be. I know. Well, After he got hurt. Um, after that 2013, well, yeah, he got heard the end of 2013. End of the 2013 season. Um, and ever since, it's just, you know, hasn't really been there all the way. But he really picked it back up. So now that contract, I mean, I think he has one more year in his contract. It was a three-year deal in 2017. Um, I guess depending on what they're going to do in free agency, we'll see. But he could be traded, which kind of kind sucks, because I think he's just a really good fit. But I think they can still afford two max players. I know they can afford at least one max player if they keep him. Um, I don't know about two. Maybe they'll have to do some maneuvering. But, um, yeah, it's just the way they're, – they're really well-coached, the Clippers. Like, they're all buying into Doc Rivers. It just seems like a, a better – one. Doc Rivers should never be the GM, which I think it's good that he admitted it. Um, you no, know, he gave it up to Jerry West, and uh, I'm blanking on the, the name of the technical general manager, but they're both doing a really good job. But Doc Rivers is a coach, like, I feel like he's a lot better when there's not as many egos, and there's, like, no ego on this team at all. Um, just, I mean, they're super – you can tell, like, they just – their, their chemistry just through the roof. I forgot Lou Williams. He's been playing amazing. That game-winner was insane versus Brooklyn. Um, but Doc Rivers, I mean, I'll talk about it later. I think he's the coach of the year, personally, him or uh, Bud. But, yeah, it's just the Clippers are a really good story. Um. Underrated. They have a better record than Boston, <laughs> which isn't me just pandering to you know my hatred of the Celtics. It's just you know they owe the Celtics a pick, but their pick right now would be a worse pick than the Celtics own pick, which would just you hate to see that um, if you're a Celtics fan. So San Antonio, I've been it's it's been so weird watching the Spurs this year. Like at times they look insane. Like Derek White's clicking, Bryn Forbes is hitting everything, Bellinelli, Berton's. Um, Patty Mills are all just making all their shots, and then DeRozan and Aldridge are just playing off them. It's more like – it felt more like the two stars were playing off the role players and the role players are playing off the stars, which is kind of weird. Um, I know, like – excuse me. I know there are all the stats, all the advanced stats say that DeRozan – I mean, they're a much better team with him off the floor. I mean, it's always kind of been like that. So – it's not that surprising. I, th- I, st- I mean, I think he's really important for them. Just his playmaking, his slashing. He, has, he doesn't shoot any threes. He hasn't shot a three this whole calendar year. Ever since January, he hasn't shot any threes. Which is which is just weird. Um, I guess Popovich probably loves it because I know he hates threes. But Aldridge has been playing really well. DeRozan's just his slashing playmaking just fits with their lineup now because we all worry about their shooters. But it turns out if everyone else can just shoot, you can shoot really well from three on three to four attempts, and you don't need like a high volume shooter from three. Like, um, you know, most other teams have. So, yeah, but then on the road, they're 14 and 23. They lose to bad teams on the road, but then they just kill everyone at home. They beat the Warriors. They beat Boston the other night. They beat, oh, I'm trying to think. I'm blanking on the lat The other team they beat, um, but, yeah, they're just playing really well, the 43 and 31. I expect them to probably finish with around 48 to 50 wins, um, which would be a good season. I mean, yeah, I'd say that it's still a really good season because they've had – it's just a lot of turnover this summer. Um, and I still hate that they traded Danny Green. I feel like they could have had somebody else to fill that role. Oh, also, Jakob pardo has been playing really well. And he played well last year for the Toronto, and that's why I was kind of confused he wasn't playing much at the beginning of the season, because I didn't watch that many Spurs games at the beginning of the season. I only caught the highlights, but he was never in them. Um, but he's he's just like a good, solid backup. that He plays really good defense, especially in pick and roll. He rebounds, block shots, and he doesn't try to do too much on offense. He just shoots you know, when he's given the ball at the rim. And he can pass. So, you know, Popovich probably loves him. and He's going to be able to groom him. I thought that was an underrated part of the you know, Kawhi trade. Um, so, yeah, I mean... As long as they don't play Golden State in the first round, which I guess could be said by any of these teams, that could be the eighth seed or the second seed uh, or the seventh seed because the Warriors are only half game up on Denver. Um, as long as these teams avoid Golden State, I can see any, like all of these teams get into the conference finals. Um, probably less so the, well, it's funny enough because of the thought they're ahead of OKC and San Antonio, but the Jazz and the Clippers I'd feel less confident in just because they don't really have – a true star. I mean, I guess Mitchell is Mitchell's a star, and the Clippers have like ten just great players, but none new stars. Maybe R is a star, but um, I still feel more confident about the seven and eight seeds making the conference finals if they can avoid Golden State. So OKC, man, they are falling apart. <laughs> um, now they're forty three and thirty one. They are. I mean, they're still only a game out of the five seed. But I thought they were gonna for a while. it just seemed like they were gonna run away with like the three seed especially when uh, Houston was not playing well. So I don't know what's going on. I, th- I still wish they can just get another shooter. And I know Paul George has struggled. Um, he was injured for a little bit. Westbrook has actually been playing pretty well for the most part, but uh, Adams has had kind of a down year. I think, he, I think he's injured with something because um, he just doesn't seem as mobile and he's only 25 or 20, excuse me, I think he's only 26. So, I don't know about that. Schroeder has kind of fallen off. Um, Grant still isn't super consistent with his shots from beyond the arc. They did beat Toronto the other day because they shot super well from three. But, see, I mean, if they need to shoot super well from three, that's not good because they don't have a lot of consistent three-point shooters outside of Paul George. Um, but even with the way that they're playing, I still wouldn't take them li- – I, I, I'm not going to take anyone lightly in the playoffs, but – um, I mean, they still have two stars, superstars, and Paul George has been really good in the playoffs in the past. And Westbrook, let <laughs> first Westbrook. I don't really know what else to say about that. Um, but he can sing. He's one of the, like the what six or seven guys who can literally just take over a game by himself. Um, when he's feeling it, especially for mid range, and he's been taking smarter. He hasn't been shooting as poorly recently. And taking smarter shots, which is good to see. So. I mean, they might be the best 8C we've seen in a while if they do uh, stay at that spot. Um, And I'd say out of the four teams that I've been talking about, they have the best chance of beating Golden State. And I think – actually, Denver's 4-0 versus them this year. But I think they can still beat Denver. Um, Houston – Thunder-Houston would be a great series. Because two years ago, it was like a competitive five-game series. And that was without Paul George, but also without Chris Paul. Um so yeah, we'll see in the West. I mean last year is a little last year I think it was three through ten or three through nine at the end. That was within a game or two games. Because I know Portland had forty nine. I think Minnesota got in with forty seven or forty eight. So it's not as crazy this year, but I think the teams are a little the teams at the five through eight spots are just a little bit better than they were last year. So moving on, also I don't think this podcast is gonna be that short, even though I said it was. So sorry. Um, things you hate to see. Boston Celtics lost how many other they lost to San Antonio, they lost to Charlotte, and lost to Philly back to back to back and Denver. So they're on a four game losing streak right now. Um, and they play the Cavs tonight, but I know Kyrie sitting, Horford and Tatum were game time decisions. So, I mean, that's not a guaranteed win. It's 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 like it, ba- it blows my mind. I don't know what's happening. Because all the numbers say that they're still good. They have like the fifth best offense and like the eighth best defense or something. Their point differential is really good, but they just can't win. Um, they probably won't reach 50 wins. They'd have to go seven and one. Yeah, seven and one. They're 40. What's the record right now? Excuse me. Uh, they're 43 and 31. So they'd have to go seven and one to get 50 wins. And they have, who do they have left? They have Indy. They have Brooklyn. They have Miami. They have Miami again. Indy again. Orlando and the Wizards. So the only cake... Game on that. It's was probably Washington in the last day of the season. But knowing Washington, they'll probably, you know, play Bradley Beal 45 minutes and again it doesn't matter. Um and right now they're the fifth seed behind Indiana. So those two games against Indiana will be huge. They're two games back of Indiana, four games back of the three seed. It's just like they they it's like a cycle. Like they go on a they have a couple bad losses where they blow leads. Marcus Smart and Marcus Moore said something to the media about how we got this and we're going to be able to flip the switch. Kyrie says some weird thing in the media. Then they beat a really good team or they have a string of together, a couple of really good wins like the golden state win. Um, I'm trying to think what was that game before that? Um, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But they beat golden state. They beat Philly in um, February. Right after that trade, they beat Toronto, and everybody was going crazy about the Celtics again. But then it's like they just lose these games. Yeah, they beat the Kings on the game winner by Hayward. That was a big win. That was without Kyrie too. And it was like, wow, they actually might have something going. They have some momentum. They had some big plane ride that Bill Simmons always talks about. Um, and how they they all bonded, and Kyrie's now he apologized to the media for not being a good leader. Um. And it's just like, what is happening with this team? That was they seemed so close last year. Like every time you watched them, they were all just having fun. They made all those crazy comebacks. They almost made the finals without their two, you know, marquee players. Um, and then at the beginning of the season, they had a couple good wins. Right, they they killed Philly the first game of the season. They um, the OKC is comeback. I remember that game. They beat the Bucks. That was like the Bucks' first loss. They had a huge comeback against the Suns. I thought you shouldn't have had to come back against the Suns. Uh, they beat the Raptors. They beat the Raptors twice. Um, it's just, and they beat the Bulls by by fifty six. And it's just like, what is the issue? I don't get it. Because Kyrie's having an amazing season, and Marcus Smart is playing the best offensive basketball of his career and Jalen Brown has picked it up recently, and Hayward hasn't been as bad recently. I guess, is Tatum really that important to have while they play? Because Tatum's kind of regressed a little bit this year. I think it's being overblown how like people say he's been awful. No, he's just, you know, he's, it, people had way too high of expectations because he killed Dario Saric and J.J. Redick in the playoffs. Like, congrats. You beat two super slow guys on defense. That's stupid of me to say. Um, but... Like, people got really high on Tatum, and then he was working out with Kobe, and maybe that wasn't a good thing because he takes a lot of these mid-range. He doesn't draw any fouls, and his three-point shot hasn't been as good this year. I mean, last year he was at, what, like 41% or something as a rookie. So, maybe, you know, people are thinking they need to, you know, calm down on him. Hayward hasn't had as good – or not Hayward. um, Horford hasn't had as good of a season this year. He's still been good. I mean, he hasn't – obviously, he's not shooting – the 40-whatever percent he shot last year from three, which makes the pick-and-pop of Kyrie literally impossible to guard. You can't guard it. Um, I saw it, even though it was Rozier in the playoffs. Um, he's only at 36% this year. He just hasn't – I mean, he's man, he's still averaging six – how many is – oh, four assists, no, right. It's only 6.7 rebounds. But his assist are down. Um, and he just doesn't look as mobile. I know he's had a couple injuries. Maybe that's the issue. If so, he should be getting, should have got, like, MVP votes last year, which I could have believed because I thought he was more important than last year than Kyrie, but this year, without Kyrie, I don't know where this team would be. Uh, Morris has fallen off. He was scorching hot for the first, like, two months, and then he's kind of fallen off. Rozier, I don't know what's happened to Rozier. I think he's just better when he starts, which is kind of understandable, but it's like I don't – I don't know, man. I mean, he's still is, He's a poor passer. He doesn't turn the ball over, though, which is good. He's only averaging .9 turnovers a game in 23 minutes a game. It's pretty exceptional. Um, his three-point shot hasn't been as good this year. He's only at 35%. Last year, was at 38.1 on five attempts, which, how are you – man, five attempts from three a game at 26 minutes when you're a ball handler? Man, that's a lot. Um, but – should, and Baines has been out. I guess Baines, Baines is pretty important for them. Tice has not been great this year. He wasn't. I thought he was a little better last year. And it's just weird what's going on with them. And I can't say I'm not enjoying it. But, I mean, it's not like I really hate anyone on this team, other than I kind of hate Marcus Smart because he's annoying and Morris is annoying too. Um, like, I don't have a hatred for them. I kind of do. But... And I'm still, the thing is, I'm still scared of them in the playoffs. Like, the Sixers probably aren't going to play them at this point. Although, the Sixers, I can talk about them later because they're, you know, not showing up at all these last few games. Um, But I don't think it's a sure thing they beat Indiana. Right now, they're two games behind them. They wouldn't have home court. Although, I think if they win these next two, even if they finish tied, um, they'd have home court in the playoffs um, if that scenario were to happen. But, Indiana is like the, the whole opposite. Like they don't have much talent, but they just play really well together, and they know what their they know their role. I think that might be the issue with the Celtics. They just don't know their role because everyone's kind of like in flux. It seems like like Kyrie's leave I'm not gonna say Kyrie's leaving. It depends on the playoffs. Actually, I don't even think it depends on the playoffs. I think it just depends how the mood of the team is because um, I don't think they're making the conference finals. Um. Horford has a player option. The whole Hayward thing is kind of probably dragging over the team a little bit. Um, Rozier is a free agent. Morris is a free agent. Tatum's looking to take the next step, so he probably wants more shots. Jalen Brown's up for an extension this fall, so he probably wants more shots. And he, he's been balling lately. I'll give him credit. He's been balling out of his mind. But it's just like there's no – it's like a hierarchy. It's kind of just like – it's just weird. I don't know. It's like it's really one of the weirdest seasons I've seen. But even I mean, when they play the Sixers, they still kill them. I know the Sixers won the other night, but they were up eighteen at one point. The Celtics. Um, So sorry to bring the Sixers into it. That's stupid. So yeah, I'm just. I don't even know what to say about them. Still kind of concerned about them if the Sixers do play them in the conference finals. If the Sixers even get that far, which I mean, kind of depends on who they play. So that's really it, I'd say about the Celtics. Um, I guess the East in general. Milwaukee's now four games up on Toronto. It looks like they're going to keep the one seed for a little bit. I had a little fleeting hope that the Bucks would be the two seed, and the Sixers the three seed, and the Raptors the one seed because I want to play. The, if the Sixers were make the stick around, I wanted to play the Bucks. I'd rather. I mean, I don't want to play the Bucks, but I'd rather play them than Toronto. But I'd still say Toronto is the best team because they sat Kyrie. I mean, Kawhi's only played like fifty games. Uh, Lowry's been hurt a little bit. Just like everybody gets hurt. Tunis was hurt before he got traded for a long time. Ibaka had the suspension and stuff. So the fact that they're 51 and 23 is pretty remarkable. But, yeah, I mean, I'd still say they're number one, especially with the Brogdon injury. The Brogdon injury is huge, and the Miritich injury. I mean, Brogdon is more important than Miritich is. Brogdon's huge for them because – when their shots aren't – I mean, they shoot a million threes, but when their shots aren't falling, he's really good at just, like, attacking closeouts, making the right play. Just makes super smart plays. And then when he's, I mean, when he's open, he's a knockdown shooter um, and a good playmaker and a good defender. And they don't really have anyone off the bench that can really replicate that. I mean, DJ Wilson's okay. He's not really the same role as Brogdon. Connaughton's just average. Um, they just don't – I felt like they, they probably wish now they could have gotten another guy in the buyout market uh, in the – I mean, they just don't go away. It's kind of annoying because I wanted them to lose less the last other game, the game the other night, that they wanted to blow out the Nuggets in. Um, they're two games behind Philly for at the four right now. I'm still – I don't think they can beat. I guess they could beat Boston. If they do, they have no shot against any of the top three. Um, that's just my opinion, at least. Just without a star, I mean, Bogdanovich has been really good. Turner's been good most of the season. He's not a go-to score or anything, though. Bogdanovich has been really good, but I still wouldn't trust him in a seven-game series to just consistently, you know, get 20 a night. But, yeah, the defense is really good. They still don't shoot enough threes. It's weird. It's like they don't shoot any threes. Um, And they have pretty solid shooters. It's not like they have non-shooters. Like, Collison can make threes. Bogdanovich is a really good shooter. Miles Turner can shoot. Um, Wesley Matthews can shoot. Tyreek Evans can shoot. It's just, I feel like they could just if they shot a few more threes a game, they'd be you know much more higher voltage offense. But, um, but I feel like no matter what, they're not gonna get like swept or like a you know beaten five. Like they're they're gonna annoy teams a lot, especially that crowd. I don't know. I hate playing there. Like, I would hate playing there if I was a player. I just that It's just like that that arena is just like weird, and the crowd's really into it. Um, and they were a lot of the Pacers. I'll give them credit because they'd never won a title. But they're, they're loyal. Um, Philly, my boys. Um, they had a six-game win streak. They beat Milwaukee. They beat Indiana. They beat Boston, which was huge. Um, Embiid came, after Embiid came back, it was like, wow, what, look what happens when we get our best player back who the offense is built through. Like, yeah, they have three other all-stars, but then the whole offense is built through one guy and he sits. It's still a little weird, especially when you're trying to, you know, navigate new players and stuff. See, at their best, this team is insane. But then at their worst, I think, like, Brooklyn would have beat them in, like, six games. So it's just, like, it's really frustrating (laughs) as a fan because they never blow out anyone until, and if they do, it's a close game through three and a half quarters, and then they just blow it up open at the end because Embiid starts going into the post, which, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. I know he can't just because if you do it all game, you're, gonna kill your, just, you're killing your body. But, uh, but the encouraging side is Butler's been balling. Um, and there is some concern about whether or not they want to pay him. And, you know, is he declining? I don't think he's declining. I think, one, obviously with all the drama – he had in Minnesota. The way he left was, I thought, I still think it's a little, you know, of the kind of a bad taste in people's mouths, which I understand. But in terms of like accepting being the third guy, like he'll take his ten shots. He doesn't really care if he shoots ten shots or if he shoots twenty because you know he's going to get the ball at the end of the, at the end of the game. Like he's been insane in the fourth quarter. I don't know what the numbers say, but obviously he had those two huge game winners begin as you know within ten days of his tra- of the trade, and then um. That Kings game when he had 19 in the fourth quarter, even though they lost um, the Kings game last week, he had a bunch of tough shots. And then the Boston game, he just exploded. Like he was having a bad game, and you start getting those thoughts in your head again. Like, man, maybe they shouldn't bring him back uh, if he wins five years, which I'd still be a little, you know, apprehensive about. But and then he just completely took over. <laughs> he had three or four from th- or three or five from three. He had that insane game-winning shot. He made just smart play after smart play. Defense has been amazing. So I, I mean, I really. As a fan, I love Jim Butler, and I do think it's like kind of it's becoming a no-brainer in HB Max, because he just, yeah, like I, I, you just feel so calm. He doesn't turn the ball over much. He's a good. He's a really underrated playmaker. That's been the most underrated part of his game. But then it was like Jimmy G buckets supposed to score, um, but man, he can. He just you feel good when he has the ball in his hands, and that's really good for the Sixers because Simmons and they've actually been using Simmons pretty well i thought like he, they're using him as like an off ball screener which he should be it, i mean he's a power forward he plays point guard like you can you don't have to have him just pass every time into the post and slash you can have him you know make cuts and stuff cuz he's i think that's like the most underrated part his post game has really improved like He's low like being in the low post obviously i mean his high post passing has been really good his cutting's been better he's doing a lot of um, just in that game the other night he did a lot of uh, like fake dribble handoffs of reddick which Embiid usually does and i've never seen simmons do it but he did it twice and he had an easy lane for a dunk <clears throat> and his finishing's been really good his free throws have really improved so i mean the narrative that simmons didn't improve you know i'm just being ranting a little bit but it's dumb his free throws have been really encouraging that's like the main thing that keeps me kind of encouraged i mean he's still like 63 percent for the season but he was at i think 57 at one point kind of late into the season he's i think since uh since, like, January, he's at 71 or 72%, which is huge. If he can get to just 70% for the whole season, and then, obviously, I mean, he's going to improve as a shooter. People are stupid. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, he's going to improve as a shooter, and if his free throw improves, and he's already pretty good at drawing fouls. So he's, just an, he's still an official offensive player, even though he doesn't shoot. But at the end of the games, you don't want the ball handler not being able to shoot. I mean, obviously, it's just, you know, it's not ideal. And that's why that's what they wanted. And basically, Butler is doing what we, the Sixers really wanted Fultz to be. Obviously not as polished as fast because Fultz, if Fultz was as polished as Butler is right now by this point, I mean, that'd be pretty impressive. But um, just somebody who can run pick and rolls at the end of the game. He can isolate. He can just, you know, he can, and he can shoot a shot over anyone. And he's so confident. So, yeah, Butler's been huge. And Bede's been really, really great the last, I guess, the last two games he hasn't been good. But. You know, the previous six games, he had 37 and thirty-seven and 20 versus Boston. Or something, some huge amount of rebounds. I knew he had 37 points and 21 free throws. <laughs> um, and then versus Milwaukee, he only had like five free throws and he still had 40. So, you know, people just say, oh, he flopped. So, oh, well, Giannis had 20 free throws too, so I don't want to hear it. But Embiid's been really good. Um, he stopped shooting as many threes. I knew he shot 13 threes versus Milwaukee. But overall, I think he's passing up a lot of those threes, which is good. Um, he still makes, you know, mistakes. He's still learning. I mean, it's only his third full season. Um, so a lot of times he'll, like, you know, miss a guy in a cut or think the guy's cutting one way or pass the other and turn over. But I think overall he just – I mean, he's, he's unbelievable. Um, and Harris. Harris is kind of slowed down a little bit. He had a really great start with the Sixers. Um, his threes kind of isn't – his threes aren't really falling right now. Uh, I think he's only made like two in the last three games or something. I still think he's not shooting enough, but I mean, yeah, that's not my decision. But I think still, I think having him is really important, though, because he's hit a lot of these like tough end of shot clock mid-range shots, which obviously he's probably not going to keep at this percentage, whatever he is. I don't know the percentages. But just having a guy who's able to hit that is huge in the playoffs. That's why people like Kyrie and PG, and like Kawhi and Harden are just like huge to have, obviously because they're amazing. But at the end of the shot clock in the playoffs, like mid-range actually becomes kind of important. And having two guys basically who can hit that, uh, Harris more than Butler, it's great. And his rebounding has been good. I think his defense has been fine. Um, and I still don't have any apprehension giving a big contract. But I would like to see him get a little more um, aggressive offensively. So, like, the Sixers, their big four is great. Redick's been cold, but I think he'll figure it out. When, when he's with Embiid, usually he just plays a lot better for some reason. And the rest of the team is just shaky. Um, Mike Scott's been good, and it's picked it up a lot. I'll give those two credit. They're like the two good wing guys off the bench. McConnell's not good as much as I love him. He'll have moments where he's really good, but overall he's just not. Um, Boban, I love him. Not great. Every once in a while, I mean, he has his like it's also like McConnell. He'll, he'll be great in like an eight minute stretch, but then he just can't defend anyone unless it's at the rim. Um, John Simmons is terrible, just terrible. Dyer Smith played, hit a three. He's one for one for his career, shooting 1, a thousand percent, fifteen hundred, uh, one hundred fifty percent true shooting. So that's good to see. All right, I'm gonna move on for the six. I shouldn't be talking about the sixth this much. It's not a sixth podcast. But anyway, right now I'd say Raptors, Bucks, Sixers, Celtics, Pacers as my top five. And six to eight, I think Brooklyn's the best team. I don't think any of Detroit, Miami, Orlando, or Charlotte has any shot of uh, winning a series, unless there's like an injury. And out of those 14, I'd probably give Detroit the best chance because Blake's really good, and he's been good in the playoffs before. All right, what else do I have to Oh, awards. Um, MVP, I don't know how it's that big of a debate. I think it's easily hardened. what um, he's done this year is insane. <laughs> and that game the other night with 61 was insane. Um, it doesn't even make sense. 36.4 points, six rebounds, seven and a half assists, shooting thirty six percent from three. 88 percent from the line on how many attempts? Eleven attempts. It's like what? That doesn't it make any sense? And 13 threes a game. He's making five threes a game. <laughs> uh, man. And he's only playing two minutes more than last year. I mean, his usage is insane. But it's just, it's unbelievable, man. I mean, his usage is 40.5. Last year it was 36. Because Chris Paul has been out. Capella was out. They're just having so many injuries. And then the whole Tao situation where he couldn't stay with the team or whatever. And, he, and they're the third seed. Um, I think any other year Giannis would win. I'd say right now, I'd say like 65, 35 Harden is how I feel. If they keep the three seed, you got to give it to, like I'm, you have to, I'm sorry, but the bucks are a way better roster in a worse conference. But that, I mean, Giannis, he's been insane too. His passing has been way better. He's having six assists a game. He's a elite rim protector, which is like, what man, that doesn't make any sense. So yeah, Giannis is amazing. Uh, th- other candidates, I think it's Jokic. Um, I probably put Lillard in there and Bede. And Paul George kind of fell off. But I'd still, I mean, for the whole season, he's you know, he's had a great season. So you know, that's that's my ranking right now. I'd say Harden, Giannis, uh, Jokic and Bede, PG. Rookie of the year. It's actually become a debate. Not really. I still think it's Luca. Because as good as Trey's been, I saw it firsthand. He had 36 the other night, and he had a game winner. Um, over a good defender in Butler. Trey's been amazing recently. He was at like 28% from three for the season at one point. Now he's at 33.6, which obviously like, oh, 33.6 is below, two percentage points below league average. But it's, it's man, he's good. He's really good. Um, Ever since about... Oh, i say like January, basically the turn of the new year. He had a five-point game right after the new year, and ever since then, he's been, what's he been averaging? He's been averaging 22 points, eight assists, and he's shooting 38% from three on six attempts a game. And that's how many games? That's 40, 37 games, 36 games, no, 37, 37 games. He's been averaging 22 points. 8.3 assists, 4.3 rebounds. 4.3 rebounds is pretty good for somebody who's that small. Um, and he's shooting 38% on 6.6 attempts a game. And he's getting to the free throw line six times a game. And he's a, great, he's a really good free throw shooter. So, yeah, it's just he's been really impressive. His vision is really good, especially for his size. And it seems like he's just, like, he just seems like a really fun guy to play with. But... It's still it's still Luka. I'm sorry. I know that Luka has kind of struggled. He has no one to play with at this point. The Hawks probably have a better roster than the Mavericks right now. Honestly, the Hawks roster is not bad, especially once Collins got healthy. Um, I mean, defensively they're bad, but offensively they're not. He's down to 33.3%. So he's actually shooting lower from three this year than uh, Trey Young has. And he's kind of really struggled as a free throw shooter. He's just, He just seems really tired. He's played so much basketball. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just, you know, just trying to. I don't know, he's making a point. But he's still averaging 21 points, 7.6 rebounds, and 5-point in assists. Man. And he's not. And he's 20. He just turned 20. It's just – he's been great. They'd be the worst team in the league easily, especially after – the. I mean, they probably wouldn't make the Porzingis trade if he wasn't on the team. But, you know, that roster's just not good. And I think he did have that weird in, uh, knee injury where he said he hurts on the pop. I was like, man, they should probably shut him down. He's going to win it anyway. Um, I guess maybe he wouldn't. He only was at like 60 games. So, yeah, I'd say it's slightly more of a debate. Not slight; It's more of a debate now, but I still give it to Luka Doncic. And plus, he's not an all-time – I mean, Young Young's a terrible defender. It's not that like he can do anything about it. Actually, he can. His effort sometimes is a little bad. He needs to get better at that. But, um, just Doncic is, like, an okay defender. Not great, but he's, you know, and he's not going to get abused because he's, he's not 6'2", 175. He's 6'8", 220. 6 See, so yeah, I'd still go to Luca. Uh, defense player of the year, Giannis. It's, it's Giannis is insane. That's all I'm gonna say. Giannis, he's a ring protector, he's a good perimeter defender, he's smart on defense. It's like it's not he's not just using his tools that are insane, like it's insane tools. He's just like he's just a good defender. Ah, it doesn't make any sense. He can play center or he can play point guard. Like what? Um Paul George gets some credit. Embiid. Embiid, I think, has been a little bit worse this year on defense, but he's had to carry a lot more of a load offensively. So and Gobert hasn't been as good. Gobert's still been great, but he hasn't been as good. I'm trying, I don't know who else would really be in that conversation. Maybe Miles Turner. Can get some love. But yeah, I'm giving it to Giannis. Coach of the year, said it earlier, I'd do uh Doc Rivers. Um do I have anything else to say? Not really. What games are on tonight? Might as well talk about them. Um, a calendar. All right, Cavs-Celtics. That would be kind of interesting, just depending on who plays. Spurs-Hornets. Eh, I can see I could see the Hornets pulling it out. They're kind of high right now. Also, that shot by Jeremy Lamb was insane. Magic Heat. That's a big one. Magic on the back. That's not going to have a back-to-back. But, I mean, they'd have to fly. they had to just drive to Miami. So, that's a big one though for seeding because they're like neck and neck. Uh, Bulls Raptors dub for the Raptors. Rockets Bucks. I'm not sure playing tonight. All right, I'll probably watch that. Um, big MVP debate. Oh god, it's gonna be awful the hot takes tomorrow. What else? Clippers Timberwolves. I mean, Timberwolves are out of it. So um, Hawks Pelicans. I mean, it's always fun watching Trae Young, but no Drew, no AD, no Randall. I think Randall's playing. Uh, God, whatever happened with that. Kings-Mavs, fun game to watch if Luka plays and Fox plays, but we'll see. Wizards-Lakers. <laughs> and pistons Nuggets is an alright game. Blake versus Jokic. That would be, be interesting. Alright, I have nothing else really to say. Uh, I apologize if it wasn't short for the like 15 people that listen to this. Um, that's how I'm going to end it. Peace. Have a good week.